<laughs> and so he just didn't have any money to pay his rent for a second month. Mm -hmm. And he shaved his head and he like did Doge's opposition and like tried to beg his way out of it. And Nishino's like, you know, you should just become homeless now. And so he did, and he became homeless. What's up, everybody? That's a good way to say hello. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this is the Tofugu Podcast, your Aunt Jemima's favorite podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening right now, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Shout out to everybody's Aunt Jemima out there. Thank you for listening. Yep. My name's Koichi. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you shouting out to, Michael? Uh, I'm going to shout out to Mrs. Buttersworth, since we're on a syrup uh theme i guess mm -hmm. mrs buttersworth no wait log cabin i'm retracting log cabin to all the log cabins out there listening mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you so much uh and also i'm michael your interest in japan and japanese is very log spiring god mm -hmm. how far have we fallen good thing we have a special guest today yeah hi Make sure you talk into the mic stuff. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that's that's my Aunt Jemima. Which syrup are you shouting out to today? Which syrup? Yeah. What, which which maple brand syrup? of syrup? I don't know many brands of syrup. Well, if you know one, that's enough. Yeah. Okay. What about a Japanese brand of syrup? Like, yeah. does Morinaga like make the, one? I like the guy who sells honey at PSU, Saturday <laughs> Market. He Just shouts... So. Uh, people and like this honey cures your allergy and stuff. Wow. Okay. So shout out to the crazy man who sells honey that he harvests from bees' butts and <laughs> shouts at people randomly on the street. And I think we did it. We've named all of our listeners. So thank you so yeah, much for listening. A log cabin. Everybody's Aunt Jemima and, and that guy at PSU who yells about honey. Oh man. I should not have eaten wasabi and drank coffee at the same time. <laughs> that's uh, that's like the new that's the new hot thing is putting wasabi in your coffee. Uh, yeah, everyone really tried out. It's it takes some getting used to, but it really cleared my sinuses. Yep, and you got to make sure you use real wasabi. Don't use the horseradish version. Mm -hmm. Get you can read wasabi. about the difference on Tofugu. Oh, no kidding. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't introduce myself, but my name is Kana. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it was, felt, felt like so long ago. Yeah. That so we all thought you were the I honey guy. I just told you guys, my favorite honey guy. Yeah. But Good my name honey is Kana. That's it. We're done. We finished my the podcast. My sweet, sweet honey guy. Uh, what should we talk about today, guys? <laughs> we came to this without a plan. I guess not. No, we, we guess we, we didn't. had a plan. We were going to talk about homeless Kotani-san because mm -hmm. we wrote something about it. But there are some many. There, I guess I can't say there are some many unanswered questions. There's so many. There, there are unanswered questions, and uh, hopefully you guys have them, so I can try to answer them. I do have some questions. Really, I do too. Let's uh, let's uh, do a little introduction of who homeless Kotani is, yeah. really quickly. Which, by the way, if you guys want to read about homeless Kotani and see pictures of him in his red hat. You can check it out on tofugu.com. Slash Aunt Jemima slash Homeless Kotani, I believe. <laughs> or search Kotani, K-O-T-A-N-I in the search bar. Mm -hmm. Probably come up. Maybe. It's in the interview section. Anyway, let's, let's now that you're following yeah. along on the web. So, so Homeless Kotani-san, he's, he's homeless, though some people have argued otherwise on our mm -hmm. Facebook page. Very 
adamantly. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I get involved with that. Um, yeah, but he does not have a home. He does not have a home. But uh, he uh, originally, he was a comedian, trying to be a comedian. He did Manzai for actually quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like a type of comedy where you have two people, usually a smart guy and a, and a dumb guy. Yeah. And it's funny. Straight man, funny man kind of situation. Of that. Yep. And uh, that didn't work out. He had two groups that didn't work out. And then he uh, went to Tokyo to try to be a solo comedian. And he went to uh, King Kong Nishino's show to ask for advice and also to watch the show, mm-hmm. I would presume. Yeah. King Kong Nishino is a, a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a pretty big... But he, he doesn't do so much comedy anymore. He's like doing a lot of art right now. And uh, like he did a children's book. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't know. Is he a talent on... On TV and stuff like that? I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, he knows. Um, there used to be really popular as a, like, manzai duo. Mm-hmm. But now he's, like, being an artist. Yeah, he's moved on from funny things. Like Beat Takeshi moved on to make films that yes. confuse and delight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he still does comedy. But mm-hmm. I think, anyways. Yeah. We're not talking about Beat Takeshi. No, no. That old man. Um. We're uh, talking about Homeless Kotani. So anyways, he goes to uh, King Kong Nishino's show, and then afterwards he asks for advice, and he's like, hey, help me out here. What do I do? And I guess they talked for a while, and then uh, Nishino decided, hey, why don't, why don't you stay at my place? You don't have a home. You just came to Tokyo. You can rent one of my rooms. And so Kotani agreed, and it was set at about $400 a month. That's uh, 40,000 yen a month. Then he just didn't pay his rent for the first month. Mm-hmm. He apologized. And then he was like, definitely I'll pay it next month. And then apparently he tried to spend all his money on a woman he met because, and this is a quote from his book, I believe, because uh, she had big breasts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> and so he just didn't have any money to pay his rent for a second month. Mm-hmm. And he shaved his head and he like, did Doge's opposition and like tried to beg his way out of it. And Nishino's like, you know, you should just become homeless now. And so he did. And he became homeless. He was also a really bad roommate, apparently. He like mm-hmm. would go outside without slippers and then walk back inside, which is a big no no. Dragging dirt around. Yeah. He'd leave the shower on and just, you know, he's kind of messy. Like if you if you just like hang out with him, you'll see he's a little bit messy. Yeah. Would um, slovenly be a good word? Slovenly is that that sounds very sensual and wonderful, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like sloppy and lazy. But in a sexy way, I guess slovenly. so. Slovenly, mm, slovenly. I like I like my ladies slovenly. <laughs> we hear it here first. <laughs> yeah. Koichi likes his ladies slovenly. Uh, gosh, I wish I knew what that word meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he became homeless. He he actually did spend the first month or two. Being really homeless, like sleeping on the streets, doing the doing the homeless thing, and then uh, <laughs> I guess he was still friends with Nishino because mm-hmm. Nishino suggested that he start renting himself out for fifty yen a day. Um, because Nishino also suggested that he uh, tweeted about his homeless experience because it'd be interesting. So he's doing that. It got a little bit popular, but then once he started renting himself out for fifty yen a day, that's when things really took off. So that's when like people would rent him and then like start offering him places to stay like their their couch or their floor or giving you money for a hotel things like that and uh you could rent them for 50 yen you could still rent them for 50 yen and then just give him any request and he'll do it pretty much any. i don't think he's ever said no to a request mm-hmm. like 
after someone's asked it and he's accepted a reservation. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of nice people out there and there's not a lot of awful people who would be like, yeah, get in a bum fight. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Japan. This is not America. So yeah, that's what he does. He rents himself out for 50 yen a day and then he does whatever you want. And then he uh, either stays at your place or uh, he posts on Twitter like, hey, any, anyone have a place to stay tonight? And then he stays there. So yeah. he stays at places everyone like every night he's staying somewhere. And are are these always places that someone invites him? Is he ever like yeah, at I least think one night at maybe one night out of twenty nine in a month he's like oh I just gotta you know I don't know but uh, he I mean, he stays in hotels sometimes uh, mm-hmm. I know he's been at like share houses sometimes mm-hmm. things like that but he doesn't have a home that's his own yeah uh, but he doesn't sleep on the street anymore mm-hmm. as far as I know he has like so many people that follow him and and want to help him out that like. There's almost no way he'd be sleeping on the street, even when he goes to like other countries, which sometimes people send him on jobs to other countries by paying for airplane tickets and mm-hmm. 50 yen on top of that. Like he goes there, he makes friends and he like finds some place to stay or someone gives him money to stay somewhere. That's how charismatic he is. So so you met him. I did. And you spent two days with him. Yeah, it was uh, me and mommy, son and Viet. So you experienced his charisma mm-hmm. firsthand. Were you convinced? Did you feel like, oh, yeah, I can feel this charisma. It's the kind that I would buy him plane tickets and, yeah, and like, hotels and stuff. Well, definitely, uh, like, invite him to stay over. Like, just within a minute of meeting him, I was thinking, like, maybe I'll invite him over to sleep in my hotel room. I have a couch in my mm-hmm. hotel room. Wow. So and is that quick? Like, Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is a good guy. And mm-hmm. he's interesting and funny. That's probably why King Kong Nishino invited him to, to rent a room in his apartment, even though he was, like, sloppy and... And didn't look like he was going to pay his rent. And he yeah. didn't. <laughs> and then they stayed friends afterwards. Yeah. So so it wasn't really like a... Or I, I don't know. Do you, do you think that there's any element of like, oh, I feel bad. I'll let you sleep in my house, but I don't want you to. Like people ge- genuinely want him to stay in their homes probably. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. So like the maybe the... Like, oh, you know, I feel bad. I want you to sleep on the street. Kind of gets you in the door. And then after you get to know him, you're like, hey, stay around a little while. You could stay for days. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think, like, the key to success, and which he talked about in his book, is that 50 yen is such a small amount that you feel like Kotani is doing more for you than you're doing for him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's like that giving back thing. Like, it's like what those, like, musicians do when they try to give you a CD. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you want a CD? And then you're like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, it's a $5 donation. Like, it's just yeah. like a human instinct thing where if you're given something, you want to return it. Yeah. Because a long time ago, if someone gave you something, you didn't return it. Then they'd, like, kick you out of the tribe and you'd die mm-hmm. out in a desert or something. Right. I think there's also the opposite that, like, if you get someone to do something for you, like, if I, if I know Kanai doesn't like me mm-hmm. and uh, I say, oh, Kanai, can I borrow that book? Then... If she lets me borrow it, then she might not hate me anymore. That's what Benjamin Franklin did for one of his worst enemies. He asked him to borrow a book, and then he became friends with him. Good. It worked for Benjamin Franklin. I don't know if it works in all situations. (laughs) But anyway, just, you know, giving, doing favors, like all that kind of stuff just like kind of endears you to people naturally. So like there's that. And then I think there's also, and I did did not write about this in the article, but I think there's also sort of a competitive aspect to it as well. Mm -hmm. Like he has so many people who want him to stay over with them or hang out with them that like you feel like oh if i don't offer him now then someone else is going to get him right and like if you just like if if he stays over you know it's going to be a fun time mm-hmm. so like you don't want to miss out on that opportunity so yeah. it's like there's this competition to get 
access to him as well. Yeah. It's hashtag FOMO, which I just learned means what? fear of missing out. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. I just learned that yesterday from... Is it an English word or Japanese word? It's like a acronym, so fear of missing out, oh. F-O-M-O. Like YOLO. Yeah, it's like YOLO, <laughs> but with more once. fear. Learned that one recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Recently? It's from like 2011. Yeah. From, uh, from Lonely Island. Their song about YOLO, where they recommend you be very careful because you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Good, good advice. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. So his quote is YOLO? His motto is YOLO? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's very, it feels very like he's gone minimalist to the point where he really does live in the moment. I think that's kind of what the whole minimalist movement is all about. Mm-hmm. Kind of is like getting rid of things so that you can experience life as it's happening rather than worrying about losing things and stuff like that. So he's like taken who's that who's that Japanese lady who's always organizing things on books for people that everyone's crazy about? Komari? Kondo Marie or something, like organizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like that, but Kotani's advice would be just to like lose everything <laughs> and then carry it want around in your person. And there are a lot of people who do that, like real homeless people, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're certainly living in the moment, but in a in a less positive way. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we should like talk about that too much, but yeah, we could. We can talk about it a little bit. Cause yeah. I think on on Twitter and Facebook, people were debating. Um, so on, on one side, there mostly, was with, me. <laughs> mostly with, <laughs> with me, mostly with an angry me. Um, actually, surprisingly, oh, on oh. Twitter, people were super like, "Wow, this is great." Yeah. Like usually, Twitter's the more negative. Yeah, I agree with that. And then Facebook, Facebook was a lot more like. This is awful. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Why is it awful? I don't see um, the perfect. Oh. Pe- right? Yeah, like people people thought that like it's celebrating homelessness. Mm-hmm. People think that it's like, I don't know, like not making fun of homelessness, but like. Uh, like you we shouldn't should have like any homeless people in the world kind of thing or. Yeah, uh, kind of. Or just like because Kotani could work. He's not like disabled or anything mm-hmm. like that. He mm. could work. He could do a normal job. I mean, he works. Right? right. That's what that's what I said too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like, by doing that, it's like making somehow affecting homeless, like real ho- other homeless. I I shouldn't say real, but like other homeless people. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, f- I think like the arguments were like, oh, he's uh, he's lazy or he's just mooching yeah, off he's a people. Mooch. Hmm. Um, other people said like he's choosing to be homeless, so he's not really homeless. And I get those those kinds of things, but hmm. he's providing a service. He did choose the life for himself. Kind of. Well, he was also, oh, yeah. he was kicked out of his room and Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe he could have done something. I I wasn't I'm not sure about that. Like maybe he like had parents he could go home to. I have no idea, but mm-hmm. he did not pay his rent for 2 months and yeah. when that happens and you don't have any money cuz you can't pay your rent. Yeah. Then you're probably going to be homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, he's he is being very positive about it. I mean, I guess he's getting things from people, which people could say is like, oh, he's mooching totally. off of people. But that's his whole thing. That's how he, that's how he ha- lives a good life. And yeah. And gets so fat. Yeah. <laughs> if you see pictures of him before he became homeless and after, mm-hmm. he's like twice as big. Yeah. Yeah. He is a lot bigger. <laughs> he gained a lot of weight because people gave him a lot of good food. Yeah. I was going to say that the difference, though, is like the, the people who he who are giving him things are giving them very freely he's not like really burdening them and saying oh yeah. i really need this and then people are like begrudgingly giving him like people really want to give him stuff 
because they right. like him. And technically, you only have to give him like transportation cost to get to you, and then fifty yen. That's like that's the required amount. Yeah. But like, if you give him food, that's on you. Mm-hmm. It's just like buying. It's like buying dinner for a friend. Like, mm-hmm. if I bought dinner for a friend, I wouldn't call them a mooch. Maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> it depends on. But like, you know, it's like that. It's like you know. Yeah. And then you rent him, and you can choose what you want him to do. You can request anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people actually do have him do, like, physical labor um, or, like, cleaning, uh, things like that. Those are all, like, the stories that you don't hear about because they're not very interesting. Yeah. Um, like Or, like, waiting in line to, to buy something for someone. Yeah. Because Japanese love their lines, don't mm-hmm. they, Kanai? I don't, but they do. You're, you're a cool, <laughs> cool yeah. Japanese person. Right. Then. But you moved to Portland where people love lines also. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, but yeah, like he, he does boring stuff and he like actually does real services. Like, you know, I, I guess it's going to depend on like what you define as a real service. Like on the, the more fun side of things, it's like, you know, he goes and drinks with you because mm-hmm. you request mm-hmm. it. And like, yeah, that's fun mm-hmm. for him. But does a job have to not be fun? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hmm. Like, that's that's fine. I think, like, you know, a lot of people... You know, so in the article, we talked about, like... Or you talked about him... He, he, he posed nude, right? He did He did pose nude for <laughs> an art, art thing. Yeah, and he, uh, he waited in line for shoes. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that other one later. Uh, so I'm trying to think all the ones from the article. So they're all pretty interesting. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about, like, which ones did you not write about? So you mentioned, like, cleaning, physical labor. So I saw a YouTube video about Kotani before, and uh, I think he folded, like, flyers for someone, like, exhibition mm, or something. Nice. It's, like, little labor intensity things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he does work, I think. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, if you rent him for 50 yen and you have him do something, he might not do a good job. But yeah. You know, he, he as he, as he said many times to us, he's like, yeah, but I'm 50 yen quality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get what you pay <laughs> for. Okay, yeah. Which, by the way, 50 yen's like around 50 cents. Yeah, yeah. USD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not much. It's like it's like you can like reach into your your couch cushions and find that much. Yeah, and you get a whole day of of subpar quality labor. Yeah, but like if you rent him to like hang out and do social things, he he's gonna do a really good job. You just have yeah. to be really good at being social and charismatic. Mm. So yeah, I think um, another aspect that people kind of don't touch on when they they're sort of talking about this whole situation is like he's really willing and open. So that's like part of his work mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people when they're like, oh, he's just eating food and having fun all the time. It's like I think it takes a very special person to really be open to anything like if you yeah. really think about it like waking up and be like i don't know what i'm gonna do today like, yeah you yeah know. yeah he doesn't even ask like what the task is gonna be he just like shows up and like he finds out and yeah that's, that's pretty thing. cool right like, thinking about it like i i don't know if i i could do that like thinking about my personality and myself like i like some kind of routine a little little bit to know what's what's gonna happen right um so to really be open to just like oh i'm flying to taiwan today Oh, I'm naked today. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, people, I don't know, people are like, oh, it's so easy for him. It's like, man, not not for me. Probably not for most people. Mm. Yeah, and personality-wise, just in terms of openness, he's also, like, very accepting of all people, at least. Mm-hmm. That's the experience I had. And seeing his interactions with other people, seeing his interactions with us, it's just, like, immediately we felt like friends. Mm-hmm. And everyone he met was, like, really comfortable with him. Like, we went to... Uh, the uh the yakitori birdland restaurant 
And it's like, a, it's a pretty posh place. And it's a Michelin star yakitori restaurant. And uh, we interviewed the owner there. And then Kotani just like started jumping in with questions and asking. And like for a little bit, we were a little bit worried because he uses such casual Japanese, like really casual speaking mm-hmm. to like this, like the head chef of this really fancy place. And mm. like, we we're just like, oh gosh, I hope it's okay. I hope he doesn't get offended. But like even that guy, he was like immediately just like, like the interview just totally changed directions, like, mm-hmm. or not direction, but like the feeling of it. And so like all of a sudden the the person being interviewed, the chef was like a lot more open and like looked more relaxed and mm. he became more friendly too. And like, which was kind of the opposite of what you'd expect is you want to like use the proper language in the proper situations, especially right. in Japan. <clears throat> but like Kotani has this personality where he can just like make everybody feel like you're his best friend. Yeah. So I don't remember, did he speak Osaka Ben or like Kansai Ben um, or standard Japanese? I don't remember. Kansai Ben sounds a little bit. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he spoke kind of Kansai Ben. Kansai Ben. Yeah, many like comedians in yeah. Japan do and then. That's where he did his manzai stuff as Osaka, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And then Kansai Ben sounds more, I don't friendly. know, casual and yeah. friendly, <laughs> so much more. Mm-hmm. So right. that might be a reason. So then there's that, and then there's Kotani's level, which is even more. Right. Like, he's, just like, he's just vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, I can't remember what my point was about this <laughs> anymore. Yeah, but he made people. Yeah, he happy. just made people feel comfortable and, like. He's yeah. one to be with. And I like, have a question for Kanai, real quick. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. <laughs> um, but before we get too far away from, from talking about how, the, you know, the polite Japanese and mm-hmm. casual Japanese, like, wh- what usually would be, be the reaction? If, you know, the head chef who's very, I don't know, using Tego, using, I don't know, polite Japanese, Mm -hmm. and then someone comes in with really informal Japanese, like, Mm -hmm. does that really shake things up a lot? Mm, Might depend on the person. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, like, if you grow up and then you talk to people who you meet, like, for the first time, Mm -hmm. you usually... I. I personally usually uh, talk to them in applied Japanese keigo mm-hmm. and so that things get peaceful and then make sure I can make uh, so that I can make sure they don't get offended. I don't know the head chef at Birdland, like how old is he is and stuff. He's maybe sixty. Hmm. But you usually, especially older people. Maybe younger. I don't know. I hope you're not <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> well, maybe like older people, you speak polite Japanese. Mm-hmm. People could get offended. I don't know if you're being rude and then, yeah, maybe some people yeah, and then especially like, you know, restaurants have like hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the Michelin stores and stuff, they may be like a little bit, not bossy, but you know, they are proud of themselves. Yeah. Mm. So they might get offended. And, and he was friends with Jiro. Oh, oh wow. Sushiya Jiro? Well, they're like right across the hallway from each other. Ooh. Mm. Have I told you guys the story about how I watched Jiro P? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Let's <laughs> I'm do just it. kidding. I think we've done it like twice yeah. before. So listen so, to those podcasts, everybody. Yeah. Find it. But so but you'd say you'd say it's like if someone's like, oh, very pleased to meet you, sir. And then the other person's like, Yo, what's hey, up? put her there. <laughs> <laughs> Pally boy. Yeah, kind of like har, that. Har, har. But I feel like many comedians, they use casual Japanese, mm. especially in Kansai mm-hmm. to get closer to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we, 
I think we introduced Kotani as like one Come of our, our cameramen, though. Because so, he had like a so. GoPro that he just was <laughs> holding, like just sometimes in the wrong direction, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to get a handle on like just the the level of charisma Kotani has. That charisma and that like friendliness, that openness to people, I think, is a little bit unique in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're inside someone's circle, like people tend to be a little bit more closed off. And then I think there's a lot of people who don't have that many people inside their circle that they feel really comfortable with, mm-hmm. that they can just open up to. But like Kotani, he's like this person you can rent who will be totally open with you and totally accepting of everything you say and do and who you are. And so it's like, it's just like a, a way to like get a day of like, okay, I can be myself. I can relax. I can mm-hmm. kind of let my walls down. Uh, like one, so like when he, we rented him for two days and during that time he had like four or five other jobs that he overbooked himself mm-hmm. on from people who just messaged him. Um, and one of those, he had to leave us and go to, there's a, there's like a woman who was having like a really hard time, like emotionally, whatever, like her work or something. And so like all he did was just go and then she like could like vent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he just like for an hour, he just listened to her and like, encouraged her and stuff like that and that was that was his job for that hour or whatever and so like there's you know people like that who need this like like support from someone Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people like of course random to go drinking it's like you know maybe you maybe you don't like your like life situation or your the people you hang out with things like that and like you could just rent kotani and have a really good time and Mm -hmm. it's like a friend for a night that costs 50 yen plus all the alcohol yeah Hmm. it's like it's a thing that feels pretty unique to japan compared to like the west where like if i rented someone in the u.s to hang out with me it'd be really weird Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird i think in japan too but Mm -hmm. it's not as like strange because there's like so many rental services which we'll be writing about soon like uh, other other kinds of people you can rent in japan i would rent you though I would rent you. You'd rent me mm-hmm. in the U.S. Oh, uh, maybe fifty cents. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so the thing about the U.S. is, if you if someone like tried to create a fifty cents a day rental service for a person, like that person would end up dead somewhere. <laughs> There's yeah. like no way it would work in the U.S. That's true. It would be like, okay, my request is come to my sex dungeon. <laughs> be like yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was another question I had because, uh, but I think you mentioned earlier he hadn't said no to anything. Yeah. Yet. Uh, though in the article he said he would say no to anything that makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah, so you wouldn't do something that would like hurt another person, make another person uncomfortable. So if you're like, I want to rent you, I want you to go over there and slap that guy in the face, he'd probably mm-hmm. be like, nope. Yeah, or maybe if it was just like, we're going to do an improvised scare to everyone, yell at everyone, like probably not. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, There was one job where he he played tag with, like 10 other people in Nagoya station. Mm -hmm. I can see that as being a little bit of a trouble for other people, but it doesn't like really. Yeah. Like not directly. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, Oh, there's someone running around in Nagoya station. Yeah. But like, that's not too bad. Like I I feel like stuff like that is okay. And then there's somewhere after that, there's like a, a gray area limit where like he wouldn't do it. But I think the people who rent him are all like, at least so far until, (laughs) until we posted about him and, all all these terrible people are going to see that you can rent him. Yeah. Um like nobody's like had a bad request that he would say no to. Yeah. 
if you're listening to our podcast and and you rent him and and ask him something uncomfortable, you're no longer our favorite podcast child. You're no longer our favorite podcast child. That's so true. Think about that before you. Yeah, think about it. Go mess with him. Go go to your room and think about it. Mm-hmm. Podcast son and daughter. Anyways, <laughs> 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 yeah, like I think I think the people who rent him, they're not like bad people. So yeah. <laughs> they, they like they want to do something, but a lot of people they don't do something for themselves. They they rent him, they rent Kotani, to do something for Kotani, which mm-hmm. feels a little bit weird. But like people are really into it. Um, that's what I thought we were doing when we rented Kotani. I, I think we did, but like we're like we're gonna give him like because we didn't know anything going in. We're like oh he's just a homeless guy. We're gonna like take him to a Michelin star restaurant and all these cool things mm-hmm. and. Like that's just like a day in the life. Like it wasn't that special, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, he was like he was not excited about like a fancy restaurant and all the stuff. Yeah, he was. He was excited, mm. but I mean, like he's had that a similar experience a lot of other times too. It's not so like spoiled. I know that's why he's so fat. Mm. But like he's, uh, you know, he's. There's a lot of people like looking out for him and then trying to like outdo other people. I think to have like the best experience for Kotani. Yeah. It's like, like competition to yeah. make him bigger. Yeah. <laughs> to make him more inflated because there's that one guy who, who wants to request him to come to his sex dungeon and he's into inflationism. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you mean economic inflationism? It really turns him on. Yes. Yes. It's, it's Abe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, we're talking about how, you know, Kotani gets to eat a lot. And, you know, so, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, like, some of the other extravagant things he's he's gotten to do from other people. So he, I forgot what he did. He did, like, a job for a fancy business businessman. And then after that, the guy was like, oh, let's go eat at, su- like, sushi at this uh, fancy Ginza sushi restaurant that's like really expensive and so and he, he got to eat sushi, sushi. Right? he loves sushi oh, man. So you jealous. can donate directly to his sushi fund on his website yeah he loves sushi and then like he went there and then like he became friends with the the owner of the sushi restaurant so I guess he can go back there and get sushi for free sometimes wow just because like he just like went there with wow. someone else but then he like became friends with everyone which is like basically what he does everywhere the most ridiculous extravagant things he's done for jobs, uh, probably centered around travel. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like one time he went to Taiwan. That was a legitimate job where someone was like, oh, I can't get a hold of my friend who's in Taiwan. Can you go to Taiwan? Because I can't go because I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And then check on my friend, make sure they're okay. Like nothing bad happened or whatever. And so he went to Taiwan and he did that. But then like there's a couple other ones. He's been to Vietnam. He's been to Korea. And that was the same person who rented him asking him to just go check on the weather. So mm-hmm. he went to Vietnam and the guy was like, oh, can you just like tell me which one is God, was it more rainy or me- more, more humid? humid. 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 Yeah. Which one's more humid, like Vietnam or Japan? And that was his job. Like it's obviously it was just a center to Vietnam so he could have a, a fun time. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like the job was the excuse to do that. Mm-hmm. And then Korea was like, what's the difference in the weather, I think, mm. uh, which is basically the same thing. And he went to Korea and he like stayed there for a little while. And I guess he uh, met some someone who owned a, like a Korean yakitori restaurant or not yakitori. Yakiniku. yakiniku. Yeah, mm-hmm. yakiniku. So a Korean barbecue restaurant. And then he's like supposed to work for that person for a day. But then like some Japanese tourists came. And so he just hung out with the Japanese tourists and he like, ate with them, ate their food <laughs> because he became friends, friends with them. And then he didn't work. 
He just like hung out with them. And then the, the guy who owned the restaurant, instead of getting angry or whatever with him, he, he gave him money to, to buy a hotel room. So like, it's like, Nobody can get mad at him. Everybody loves him. Yeah. It's really hard to explain about that. They're like, I mean, I don't know if he talked about it, but does anyone ever get mad at him? He does have his critics. Mm -hmm. I will say that. Like, so there was, uh, there was the time he got married, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, so I guess I should say the story about how he got married, which was, uh, someone had, this girl had rented him a couple of times. That was the, the lady who rented him to play tag in Nagoya Station. Mm-hmm. But they were, she rented him again just to like go drinking with friends. And then so they're drinking and someone's like, oh, you, should, you guys should go on a date. Ha ha. And then she was like, oh, we should get married. Ha ha. And then they did. So like <laughs> <laughs> it was just like kind of a, on a joke, but they got married on a joke like immediately. Mm-hmm. And so they're still married, but uh, she lives in Nagoya. He lives in Tokyo and. She uh, and he uh, he sends her flowers and a card on their anniversary and then other people pay for that. So (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty great. So like when he got married, he did a crowdfunding sort of thing. It's like he used campfire.jp, which is a like Kickstarter version of Japan. Mm -hmm. He raised a bunch of money for it. And I guess there were some people who were pretty critical about it. Like they're like, oh, you're just smooching for money for your wedding, even though it's not a real wedding. And Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do that. It's selfish, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, in the end, like there was, well, it depends on, like he told us 600. The book says a thousand, I believe. People came to his wedding and a lot of people donated to it as well. And when you donate, you get to go to the wedding. And so like normally in Japan, you give money when mm-hmm. someone gets married. You don't like go to the, the, the like Macy's uh, website yeah, and buy like, a blender. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just money, which is awesome. And so, like, instead of giving money at the wedding, like, the idea was you give money to the kick or not the Kickstarter, the, the crowdfunding campaign. So you're giving your money gift up front so that they can have the wedding. Mm-hmm. So they rented out an old amusement park and they had the, the wedding in there. And so either 600 or 1,000 people showed up. Who <laughs> knows where that range. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, designers that, like, ex-customers of him or, like, friends of his that, like, help with invitations, uh, setting everything up. Like, just, like, everybody came together to, like, put together this wedding for this homeless guy who got married on a joke. And it mm-hmm. was it was beautiful, mm. yeah. you know? But there's people who were critical of it. Yeah. But it sounds like people who donated got to go. Yeah. And Everyone had, had a good time. It seemed like it was really fun. It's mm. almost like he set up a crowdfunding campaign to throw a big party for everybody. Yeah. And that's, that's what it sounded like to me, too. Yeah. It was like, it, you know, he used the money for the party. Now, he did have an extra $10,000 left over mm-hmm. uh, that they didn't use. There was an earthquake in the Philippines and he did take that money and take himself to the Philippines for a month and donated the money and did mm-hmm. like volunteer to help out. Yeah. So and he threw another party there. Yeah. He threw another party there. <laughs> That's yeah. what he's, I don't think he was there like doing hard labor or anything helping yeah. out like that. I should say like he definitely wasn't doing that. It, 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 I, I shouldn't say definitely, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't doing that. Uh, he, he like went there to throw a party and make people feel good, which is what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know what else he would have could have done but like i think i think it's a valid valid important thing as well but uh yeah like so he didn't take that money and like ah, now i have ten thousand mm. dollars i can buy all the sushi i want for a little while yeah um and i think there was a really nice quote by nishino san when mm-hmm. going back to his critics that uh yeah i guess people were criticizing him and you know he was he's worried about being greedy and felt bad it was like oh maybe i am greedy 
something like that. Uh, but then the quote in the article said, Nishino-san's like, well, who are you doing this for? Do you, you want to worry about right. what I think or what these other people think or the people who hate you, who you're never going to meet anyway? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you doing this for? Yeah. And I think that's something everyone can learn from. Totally. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then through a great party. Uh, there, was a, there was a thing a little bit later, more recently, where I think he, gosh, what was it? I think he wanted to buy a ring for him and her. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to raise money for that. And I think he did. And people were more critical of that because it didn't involve other people. Mm-hmm. It was just for them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know too much about that, but there's definitely more criticism around that, which I understand a lot more than the wedding one. But mm-hmm. uh, there, there are some times where people are critical. Yeah. Sometimes it makes a little sense. Sometimes it doesn't. But in the end, like everyone can choose to give money to him or not. Yeah. Right. And just because they give money to him, it doesn't mean that they're not. It's like taking money away from other homeless people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. But I mean, there's no way of like tracking that. Right. And then, you know, he 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 just asked. People don't have to give it to him. Totally. It's just I like mean, any other homeless person. He just figured out a, a way better way of doing it. Yeah. And he uses his his skill, which is being charismatic and and friendly, and use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone real good at math, mm-hmm. being a real good accountant or something. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I think he's like a host in a way. Yeah, you he know? is kind like, of a host. But like people don't criticize hosts, though. It's I true. mean, they get like fancy champagnes and mm-hmm. like gifts and like curs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it bad? Like he gets like a ring and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just because a host, I guess that's technically their job. Yeah, like so I mean, like okay. they entertain people and Kotani entertains people totally. too. Yeah, and there there was some things that uh, I think were in the article, but also we talked about in the office, and some people talked about online. Is that what he's doing is very similar to what I think Buddhist monks would do right. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Already, what was the word? Uh, uh, kisha? kisha? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you just asking? I think that one's more like when you give s- something to someone who needs it, like you're doing that for karma, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing something good for someone who's in need. But there's also like Buddhist monks, like that's how they made money a lot of times to, to do stuff. Like just go around, they'd have like their offering bucket or whatever. I don't know what the right word is, but yeah. <laughs> they, they, they take money from people and people give it to them so that they can do their buddhist things mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like and, and then there's that and then there's also like regular homeless people who and not so much in japan but in other countries where they just ask for money and people give it to them and i'm not criticizing that i don't think it's bad necessarily but mm-hmm. um like it's it's not any different it just happens to be that kotani can be homeless and and be real good at it mm-hmm. he's um, kind of like uh well he is homeless but he is also kind of like a monk and a host, mm-hmm. like in a way, mm-hmm. <laughs> host monk. Well, he's, he's found he's his like weird little day. niche and it's, yeah. it's working really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he won't do it forever. Like there's going to be a point where it gets tiring or mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. his wife becomes pregnant or something. And mm-hmm. he's like, ah, I guess I have a child to take care of. Yeah. And then, and then his wife will like send him 50 yen and mm-hmm. be like, please take care of your child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your task for the day, <laughs> yeah, every for day. the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like, well, I guess in Japan there is lifetime employment. But yeah. uh, in the U.S. <laughs> and other countries, you don't stay in the same job forever. Mm-hmm. You do it for a time, then move on. So this could just totally. be a, a part of his career. Yeah. And if you're really concerned about, like, for some reason, his actions 
like causing homeless people like problems and distress and things like that, then then rent him and tell him to go hand out sandwiches to homeless people or something. Yeah. You know, he'll do that and mm-hmm. uh, he'll like love it and he'll be friends with all the homeless people mm-hmm. and like they'll love him. They'll have like a great time. They'll be very uplifted. It'll be really uplifting for them and like raise their morale. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it'd be great. I think he'd, I like, honestly, I think he'd love it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything he wouldn't love though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he's, he's really willing to do anything. Yeah. And especially if it involves people, he's like real, real, real into it. Mm. Um, so, so there you go. Yeah. That's homeless Kotani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run Be- him out. Before we, we wrap up, I, I do want to ask, is there is there any outstanding pieces from the article you had to cut or just little interesting tidbits? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't have to, but I don't know. I don't know if there was something. I rewrote the article so many times. Um. So it might sound a little bit rude, but did he stink? No. Okay. <laughs> it smelled <laughs> fine to me. So he takes shower every day. Um, I don't know. I he changes probably underwears every day. That I'm not sure about. Cause uh, like he doesn't carry stuff. Yeah. He doesn't look like he has like a big backpack, like yeah. or shopping cart. Mm-hmm. No. Like many homeless people in Portland do. Right, right. Or a dog or something. Yeah. He no doesn't dog, carry anything. No uh, he might keep some stuff somewhere. I'm not sure. Like strange. Yeah, maybe he like has like like bug out bags all across Tokyo mm-hmm. where mm. he just puts changes of underwear in different places. I yeah. have no idea. That yeah. would have been a good question mm. to ask him. But he didn't stink. Yeah. Um I didn't like get up get up into him and like just <laughs> Oh, Kotani you smell. Wonderful. What was that word? <laughs> like a melon? No. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> that that word, that sexy, that sexy oh, word, slovenly. You smell slovenly, Kotani son. <laughs> no, I didn't do that, but um, yeah, no, I didn't notice anything. Yeah, I want to ask about his book. Who yeah, wrote, he ha- did have how a does book. This book happen? Um, I think how did that happen? I think uh, well, Nishino King Kong Nishino wrote it. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny because it's it's written in like it's written in first person, right? Like like it's Kotani right, writing it, right? And so like he wrote it like that. So it's and like, now at the end of the book, you like, found out. Guess what? Yeah, <laughs> it was me the whole time. And then <laughs> when you ask Kotani about it, he's like, "Oh, I never read it. <laughs> <laughs> I never read this book that I wrote." Yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. That was ghost written. Yeah, but I imagine like Nishino asked him questions, and there's there's a lot of stuff in there about their experience together. Mm. Like Nishino was in that book a little too much, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all the parts he knows best about yeah it yeah. is it's not a long book it's pretty short mm-hmm. mm. it's pretty big text so it's not like a not like a what is it man in the sea the old man in the sea that that, that guy old i don't know war and peace it's not a war and peace about homeless kotani yeah um can i will you write my book about me and um, uh just say that i wrote it and then in the maybe. end say it was you and like just hope that michael never reads it uh-huh <laughs> lol what, what was the best part of the book because you read the whole thing. Uh, skimmed it, though. Oh. <laughs> While I was scanning for uh-huh. Mommy. Uh, the writing was really good. It was fun to keep reading it. Yeah. It's like someone, it's written by someone who's like a good writer. King, yeah. yeah. So Nishi knows a good <laughs> He's writer. He's really like um, creative, mm-hmm. talented. I think he's really a key person, though, anyway. Mm-hmm. King Kong Nishino. Yeah. It's a okay person. It's really, really well known. Like, it's mm-hmm. so weird that they're, like, friends and then he just rented a room from him. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's super weird. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
What, what like level celebrity is he like? He's been pretty popular uh, with the success of being an artist kind of these mm. days. And he was a big mouse before he uh, he was su- he beca- oh, became successful. He was really like a big mouse. What does that mean? Oh, like like it's not like he's a, English. Like, mi- like he tattled on people. Like he. He's a snitch, huh? He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a genius. Like I'm gonna be so big, oh, he's on earth like and stuff. Yeah, that and guy is a big, big mouth. Yeah, I guess big, so. Big head, I think is what we say. Big head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big headed. Yeah. Big headed, mm-hmm. and then people hate it. Some people hate it, mm-hmm. but some support it. So I think he's like going own way. Is he like a Shia he's LaBeouf kind of? <laughs> I don't know what it <laughs> Problems is. Problems battling alcohol. No. Like. In in English, big mouth is like uh, chikuru. Chikuru. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No. Like a tattle or a snitch, and snitches get stitches. Everybody. <laughs> he no. was just saying. Don't that you dare like tell anyone about this podcast. He was over. He was just overconfident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, but he now became. But he created. Yeah. He created the. Uh, Kotani, Kotani too. <laughs> so yeah. Like yeah, that's pretty. The cool. greatest art exhibit of our time. Is a is human being? <laughs> yes, <laughs> experience real life art. So he he's like maybe a he's German for Tom, some reason. Tom Cruise level famous or like King Kong National. Yeah, uh, Dennis Leary level famous. Who? <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> I'm just throwing out celebrities. Bobby from mm, Bobby's World. Comedian. I don't know many American. But like if you if you ask okay if you ask a hundred Japanese people. Mm-hmm. If they know who King Kong Nishino is, uh, if how they're many? in their twenties, thirties, maybe about more than eighty percent, I would okay. say. So, okay, that's so most that's of the young folk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, most of the people that are like our age, yeah, in our twenties, yeah, us twenty-one-year-olds, yeah, <laughs> just able I to drink some of that that alcohol. I just got that a fermented a liquid scotch yesterday for the first time. Mm. <laughs> yes, I had a, I had a, shaken not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's famous. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well so he, he created Kotani. So everyone, make sure to thank him. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys have any other questions about Kotani-san, homeless Kotani-san? Oh, he has a music festival that he organizes and puts on every year. What? I didn't write about that. Where did this come from? I yeah. didn't hear about this. And he like goes around. He he has a sign that he wears on his body, and he like sells tickets to it. What? And he well, just what like kind of puts music? together. I don't know. Like, not not super famous musicians, but mm-hmm. like you know, pretty good musicians. And it's like a small little music festival. Wow. Yeah, he just does it because he's likes it i guess i don't know i okay. i imagine a lot of other people do a lot more work but yeah he goes <laughs> around he's like yeah there's this music festival you want to buy a ticket and people are probably like yes mm-hmm. i only gave you 50 yen i feel bad so here's some more for your ticket and your book too this book's like what a thousand yen 1200 yen i can't remember yeah so do so that okay that is a question i have so he, he does he make money from the book you know i don't know someone asked that on uh, either twitter or facebook and i wasn't sure um, I mean, he obviously makes money on it because people give him money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does with that money. I assume he just buys sushi. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe he maybe he has like some... I mean, he always has some money on hand because he has to pay for transportation before getting reimbursed for it. It's um, like his petty cash. Yeah, and like there's there are times where he's not working 
and he probably buys food for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are times where he like either pays for like a like shared house uh, fee or like a hotel fee or hostel fee, something like that as well. So I, I mean, he has some money. It's not like he's completely broke all the time. Like mm-hmm. that wouldn't be sustainable. Right. Yeah. Just like any homeless person, they have some money on them, most likely. Mm-hmm. At at some points. Yeah. To um, get them through. Yeah, and like I don't think he has like, I don't think he's carrying around like you know, fifty thousand dollars or anything. Right. Um, but he yeah he must have some money, and he he crowdsourced the book too, so he didn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So that was all paid for. Um, though I imagine like all that went into the cost of the book and and things like that. So it's not like he like made money from the creation of it. He had to give away a bunch of the books for mm-hmm. people who bought it. Uh, and I think I remember him saying that he l- they lost money on the book. Yeah. Because like if you you know you saw the book or mm-hmm. you both saw the book, it's like it's a really nice book. The materials are really good. It's got mm-hmm. gold on it. It's yeah. got gold on it. The cover has like a cutout, and then there's another cover inside of him mm-hmm. inside that hole. Um, and it's just it's good materials. There's a lot of photos inside. It's uh, yeah, it's sultry. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe King Kong National is making money. I can't remember that word. I think King Kong Nishino is making money out of it because he's the one who wrote. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so Nishino's making the money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where Kotani's keeping these books. I think he has a few on him, but I think there's like a source where he has to go back and pick up books every once in a while. Right. Yeah. Is this like a, a Little Rascals Hal Roach scenario where <laughs> Hal Roach made money off the Little Rascals? Cause <laughs> I don't know, just Michael. Like what? I don't Rascals? know about your Hal Roach story. <laughs> You guys don't know about a show business <laughs> from the 30s? What? Some some famous <laughs> anecdotes. Uh, um, is this like a alfalfa thing? <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, it's an alfalfa thing. Uh, yeah, basically like... You are so beautiful to me. Is that, the, is that what happened? Oh, was that was that a little rascals? That was a little song? rascals thing, wasn't it? Oh, from that '90s movie. I'm talking about like the actual <laughs> oh, gold. Never mind. There was another one. <laughs> yes. No. It, the '90s <laughs> movie was based on shorts from like the '30s. Okay. Like those those little rascals always tricking me. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I, this is way off topic. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, so I have another question. Oh, yes. So for Tofugi readers, uh, they might be interested in renting Kotani. Yeah. In the near future, and then if they don't speak Japanese, can they still rent him? Yeah, I think you'd like it. Um, like a couple of our people couldn't speak Japanese who were there, and like he super duper tried to speak English, and it was really funny. Mm -hmm. Mm. And he was super into it. And like he's he's he went to Korea, he didn't speak Korean, he went to Taiwan, and he doesn't speak uh, what do they speak Mandarin there, or do they speak Cantonese or Taiwanese? Oh my god, kind of Taiwanese, yeah, he didn't speak anything. Um, <laughs> same with <laughs> Vietnam, but like he goes there and he like makes friends with people, even though he can't speak their language somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm. so like, yeah, he's fine. He speaks a little, little English. Like it's like he went to high school or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally doable. So no worries. You can yeah. just make a reservation. Totally. And uh, actually, from the online. Yeah. The website, website, his website, which is on the, it's linked in our article. Um, you can actually change it to English. And so like all the Ooh. administrative kind of things, that's all in mm-hmm. English. Um, all the other things are in Japanese, like the the days of the month that you can rent him. Um, mm. But like, yeah, you can do that 
in English. Um, yeah. So it's pretty clear he's he's okay with getting. Yeah, and we, we asked him to like he's like yeah more friends in my international family or something yeah. like that. So like, he, he's super into it. Um, mm. He just wants to meet new people and have a good time and yeah, and be nice to him, you guys. Yeah, don't you dare rent him to do a bum fight. Yeah, don't you dare. Or a sex dungeon. <laughs> or a sex dungeon, because you know he's just gonna end up like hugging the bum, and then him and the bum are gonna fight you. Like yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like that episode of. Episode three of season three of Rick and Morty, where Pickle Rick became friends with the Condor. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! And then the Jaguar. Was it Jaguar? <laughs> yeah, it was Jaguar. <laughs> oh man, you just ruined it for everybody. Oh Michael. no! I mean Condor. <laughs> yes. So like, yeah, th- he's gonna become friends with everybody, and he's not gonna do it if it makes someone uncomfortable or hmm. or hurts someone. So yeah, just be nice. He'd be a good guide for traveling yeah. in Japan. On his website, he actually had like he has different things every once in a while, and like there were there was like a guide thing where he was like, I'm gonna tour, I'm gonna be a tour guide leader for a day for Tokyo, mm-hmm. and people could like rent him out and like or like a group of people could That'd rent be him cool. out. Yeah, I bet um, he'll show you some cool spots. Yeah, but he he doesn't do that now. Um, it was a little bit more expensive. I think he I think at some point he figured out that like if he charges too much for something, like if he makes too much money, then people stop stop giving him things. Mm-hmm. So like, there's this whole thing where he's he talked about like it's just like 50 yen is like at that point where people feel really bad and they want to give back. But if like he started charging like, you know like a hundred dollars for a, a day-long tour then people will feel like ah you know like the quality wasn't great and i paid a hundred dollars to this and i don't feel like i need to give anything back to you so yeah. like really by charging almost nothing he's getting he's getting a lot more than if he charged a lot so i think i have a feeling that this tour guide thing which he was charging more for i can't remember how much it was exactly mm-hmm. i have a feeling he stopped doing it because he was asking too much and then people like reacted poorly to it yeah but that's just a guess i have no idea mm-hmm. but like his whole thing is 50 yen is so low that people try to help him out. Yeah. So you would say, is he worth 20, oh, sorry, 50 yen? Yeah. <laughs> or 100 yen for two days? Sure, yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's. it's would you say he's a, he's a 25.99 value? Mark down only 50 yen. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's weird, because, like, if I think about it, like, I think he's worth. 50 yen actually no i like when i think i think he's worth a lot more than that he, i think he's worth you know like it, it's like it's like the mastercard commercial you know but it's you fed him uh, Michelin monster right mm. yakitori and stuff though so at is 50 he yen his value is priceless mm-hmm. but if he charged me 50 dollars for a day i'd be like this wasn't a very good quality mm-hmm. hmm. maybe like i wouldn't feel good about it yeah. be like you weren't worth 50 dollars mm-hmm but for some reason, 50 yen, he's worth, like, an infinite amount of money. Mm. Like, it's, it's really weird. Like, it's, I know I'm being, like, tricked psychologically, and I don't care, and I'm super into it. But, like, yeah. it, it works really well, that 50 yen thing. Yeah. Hmm. It's, like, it's, it's kind of similar to other homeless people who are like, oh, even if you have a penny, like, yeah. no one's going to give you a penny, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, all right, here's a dollar. Yeah. Or, like, people run up to you, like, oh, man, I just need 12 cents for a bus. Like, really? <laughs> 12 cents? <laughs> Here's a dollar. You know, yeah. like, that's, it's, it's similar to that, but it's, it's, much it's more, fr- it's more like honest and just like, if you didn't give him anything, like, I think you'd be okay. Like, yeah. 
pretty sure like when we were doing our thing, like a guy joined who like his whole thing is he really, really just wanted to meet him, but he just, uh, he rented Kotani to take a picture of him for his blog. Cause he didn't have anyone to take a picture for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously like bullshit, press but a button. yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, he didn't give Kotani like any extra food or anything like that. He just got 50 yen. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the, uh, like Kotani, like, was never like, oh, you only gave me 50 yen. What what the hell? It was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's have fun. I'm going to take your picture. This mm-hmm. is great. We're having a good time. Like, yeah. It was just, you know, he, he just keeps doing that and things seem to work out. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure he's had some low times too. Yeah. That we never heard about. But like, I think they're rare now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you cool. should go rent them. You can. Anyone can. At the end, near the end of the month, he posts up his next month's availability. And uh, you just, click on that day that you want to rent and reserve it and you contact him and tell him where to meet and he'll be there 15 minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and make, and go make sure to go check out the article too on Tokyo.com. Yeah, you, you can read it all in more stuff we didn't talk about over there. Yeah. There's a lot of good pictures. You can follow him on Twitter. Actually, I'm going to make that our first action item. Mm-hmm. Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, say Hello. Do it in English, and we'll see if he responds. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he will, but yeah, go follow him. You're going to have to go to our article to find the Twitter account because I forgot it. That's that's the number one action item. He has a good Twitter account, too. It's fun. A lot of good pictures. Yeah, a lot of good pictures. You can practice Japanese, and you can speak in his weird Kotani speak. Yeah, Kotani Ben. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Uh, What's our second action item, Kanai? Did you guys take videos and stuff? Yeah. So is it coming out? Wait, is the is the action item for us? It's <laughs> 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 supposed to be for our listeners. Okay. Yeah, what do you want the listeners to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put for up some videos. Oh, okay. Keep an eye on Tofugu YouTube channel. Then. <laughs> uh, we'll probably like honestly, we'll probably post it directly on Twitter or Facebook. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds so. good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maybe I go around. Oh, you're uh, adding extra work around my <laughs> Go ahead and <coughs> make a reservation for Kotani. Oh, but only if you'll only if you'll actually do it. Yeah, I, I have you, an You can always too. like uh, invite Kotani to your country, right? You can. If you Just pay you for the flight. Yeah. Yep. He's got a. He's got a passport. Mm-mm. You can do it. Okay, I've got an action item too. Do you? Yeah. So to leave us a review. Oh no, that's that's another one. But you, you can do oh that man. one. Okay, let's replace Kanai's because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to work so much. Uh, my action item is to you know try and and do one thing this week that is like Kotani, where you live in the moment. Stop forgetting about stop like forget about the past, forget about the future, just for a little bit. You don't have to like go full on Kotani and you know leave your house and stuff, but but just think about a one way that you can you know kind of. Oh, th- this is the quote I want to get to. He said that life is easier when you when you make your headwind your tailwind. Mm-hmm. You know, because he said, what did he say? He said, "I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm homeless, and I I'm dirty." But instead of trying to change those things. I make them make, your strengths. Make them my strengths. And I was listening to right right as that this article came out, 
there was a podcast with I listened to with Dan Harmon. A rival podcast? No, yes, Dan, Dan Harmon, Harmon, our rival, our, our rival. We're so <laughs> close to, to beating him one day. We we just promoted Rick and Morty. Damn it! Ah, Dan Harmon gets us again. But he was talking about how uh, he took an acting class and went to airports and and he had like strangers had to tell him uh, from a distance like what they thought of him. And most people said like, "Oh, you look suspicious. You look lazy." You look like some people said like you look like fun, but there's some there's things about you that other people think about you that you can't change. Um, and just like Kotani, like there's some things about him he can't he can't really change. Um, but he he didn't let those he didn't like spend his time like oh I gotta gotta you know make myself a chiseled jaw superhero. He, he made those his strengths. So anyway, <laughs> my action item became two action items: live in the moment somehow one time this week, and then try and figure out what your flaws are and don't change them <laughs> i guess yeah there you go unless you want to but don't like don't like let it bring you down yeah if it's a positive thing for you to change them then great mm-hmm. i don't know that's my that's my addition yeah if you're like if you're like a mass murderer you're like oh thanks michael <laughs> <laughs> you're right i should embrace this and kill you all then okay maybe, maybe, maybe not those kinds of one, things but, like, but yeah yeah like, you know you know if you're if you look funny or something, like embrace it. Yeah. People like confident people mm-hmm. who look funny, you know? Yeah. I just like if you look slovenly. Yeah. Just like think about Steve Buscemi, you know? Yeah. He's my he's my favorite person, even though he looks kind of funny. Who wouldn't kiss that cheek? Who wouldn't? Um, and then our last thing is please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and I just wanted to point out we got a review that we read. I don't know, maybe last week by X27, who asked for more Kanai. So here she is. Yeah, <laughs> X27. We listened. Here she is. So and we're sorry we talked about Julia Childs anyway. So you can't always get what you want, but mm-hmm. you can get some of it. Uh, we have some other reviews, like uh, this one from S-Sensei, who says, Subarashi, wonderful. Mm. And S-Sensei says, I listened to this, and it helps me pass the time. <laughs> 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 okay, there's actually more. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to this, it helps me pass the time while I'm on the lovely crowded train in Tokyo. So, okay. That's it? Yeah. Thank well, you. thank you. And they I'm said, glad thank you listen to yeah. it. But I like it better when it stops it, helps me pass the yeah. time. <laughs> helps, me, helps me to uh, just exist. Yeah, helps me eek slowly <laughs> towards the grave. Helps me wait. Until it's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, S-Sensei. The um, Grim Specter of Death comes for us all. Oh, yeah. So you might as well listen to a podcast. <laughs> Definitely. And then this podcast by Eli Nation, who says it's the best podcast about Japan on the internet. Well, there aren't that many out there, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, we'll take that one with a, a grain mm-hmm. of salt. Very informative, but not at all boring. My personal favorite episode is the one about Japanese onsen. Really? No. Oh. That's because I talk about monkey poop. Good. Oh, I uh, was not. Were you on that one? No, I was not, but I wrote the article. Oh, you wrote, well, you did write a article. Yeah. You wrote two articles. We have one yeah. about <laughs> secret onsen and one about famous onsen. But I was not in the podcast. That's weird. I was not invited. <laughs> That's <laughs> strange. That's yeah, why, why didn't we have you on that we one? We were talking about our onsen experience, I think. Yeah. No, you were there. No, no it was Kristen. I was not. Uh, yeah, Kristen was there and Kanai. You guys and me. And, me. and Mommy and and Viet. We were what? all there, right? Everybody was there. <laughs> you guys are Wait, so you, mean. You weren't there? It was a it was Shit. a whole company podcast. Yeah. What? And you weren't there? Oh, that's so weird. 
Well, thank thank so rude. Dan Harmon was there oh, too. And then also, uh, P.S. I don't really know why they're they're marked as explicit. Neither <laughs> do I. But sometimes, just in case. Yeah. Just La- in case. We the- did have a our guest last week. They they took advantage of our explicit <laughs> tag. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they were very excited. Oh, they did talk about butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one more, but we're gonna leave it for the other podcast that we're about to record. <gasps> Breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. We recorded more than one at a time. So. Whenever you listen to the next podcast, know that it was recorded right about now. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Go read the article. It helps fill in all the holes that are in you and your mind. Um, <laughs> with sand. With sand? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of filling. Anyway. Yeah, go rent them if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can like, it's, like, it's like that fancy restaurant that like is hot and new and... And all the Sex in the City characters are trying to get to it, but they can't. Yeah, Tabitha and family. <laughs> yep, and, and Klopp and <laughs> Krang. Um, yeah, all of them. And anyways, but like, it's, it's really hard to get a reservation with Kotani. So if you get one, that's awesome. You're lucky. You are so lucky. Um, just make sure you show up. Yeah. Even though he might not show up. You never know. Mm-hmm. He does say he sleeps in over, not sleeps, he oversleeps sometimes. So it sorry. happens, but it's awesome. It's a great experience. Go do something fun with them. It'll make it 10 times more fun. Yeah. We'll see you later. I'm Michael. Yep. And I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm third Michael. <laughs> third Michael. <laughs> yeah. Clone podcast out. <laughs> that was the best ending ever. Yeah. We did that good. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs>